When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the White Ferns are in action again, looking to wrap up their one-day international series against Pakistan with a game in hand to return the favour, if you will, after Pakistan's historic T20 series victory a short time ago. Uh, New Zealand utterly dominant in game number one in Queenstown thanks to a rambunctious batting display. Massive total posted, top order, all performing. Happy days, you would say. Uh, Katie Martin joins us, long-time former White Fern, played 199 times for a country with great distinction, and now uh, annoying all her commentary colleagues in the commentary box on both sides of the Tasman. Katie Martin, hello. Hello, yes, annoying, that definitely is. I try not to be, but, you know, sometimes stuff comes out your head and you're like, oh, that probably should have stayed in there, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you save the, the best of those for when you were in Australia covering the, uh, the Women's Big Bash? Yeah, I um yeah, I had a couple of moments. <laughs> yeah, some, I had a I had a great one with Callum Ferguson. I actually got a message from one of the guys yesterday taking a photo saying he still couldn't believe what you said. But um no, I do I do love Mozzie friends and um I love the WBBL competition, so let's hope we get some more Kiwis on air in Australia just so we can even up the kilter with them and a little bit less bullying from our Aussie friends. Right, you're getting into the bants of it all. Are you gonna tell us what you said or do we have to go back through the tape to to find out? Oh, uh, the last time I spoke on here, I was a little bit inappropriate. So, um, yeah, <laughs> no, I just uh, the, they were talking about the height of an umpire, which was two meters, and then Cal started to say it was two hundred centimeters. And obviously, you know, I know I failed maths at school, but I can work out that. Um, and I just said, oh, you know, I had a couple of boys beside me, and I said, well, you you boys are more interested in centimeters and inches than we are. And then, yeah, it was, <laughs> and then it was sort of just a meltdown from there. Really, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. The level of cricket too. Pretty darn fine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's been good. Um, how good were the girls the other day? Finally, we got got the bat actually working, which is great. Yeah, oh, can I just ask you your own feelings about the T20 series before we look at the positive, which was that, that really impressive display. You know, where are they at as a T20 side? Are, are they sort of a bit listless, a bit lost, or is that too harsh? I think looking back on that series, I sort of, and I, and I said it vocally to them as well, I just sort of wondered what they were about, like where was the, where was the energy. I, when I think about the White Ferns team, I think about, it's not about voices, there's never really been a loud group, they're not a loud group, they don't talk a lot in terms of being out in the field, but their presence is what stands them above. You think about the Black Caps and when they've been absolutely firing, it's not verbal words or anything like that it's like throwing in chasing to the boundary just those little things that that provide that spark and energy to the group and that's what I felt was was missing in that T20 mm. series um it's it's around you know in T20 cricket it's around responsibility in your job so if you're batting it's the top four top five have to score the bulk of the runs otherwise you're you're putting on a bit past score um and we've got players like a Georgia Plummer Hannah Rowe that can add some impetus at the end but it is that the top order that needs to do the job and we just haven't been I guess doing it's more match winning performances rather than sort of consistent you, you want to have someone stand up and you know we saw Sophie do that the other day around how she just 
just was next level against Pakistan and how do we take that sort of, I guess, mentality um, in terms of match-winning performances in the T20 game. But we've got a really important World Cup next year in Bangladesh and the conditions will be quite different to what we're used to. So it's also around how we find a way playing against spin um, and bowling, I guess, those tight lines wicket-to-wicket and building pressure. So... Yeah, I, I, I know they're disappointed and more about, I guess, the way that they sort of express themselves as opposed to anything else. And if you, if I look at the bowling, I, I judge it, hey, the spin bowling department looks pretty solid to me, so that bodes well for that World Cup you mentioned. Probably a little bit inconsistent, um, the seamers, especially up top. They've struggled to take wickets. We know how that's gold dust. Yeah, wickets up the top. The ball hasn't been swinging as much as probably what we're used to as well, so... It's just it's how they can, I guess, perform and continue those variations. We didn't bowl many bounces or slower deliveries, and I think slower deliveries in, in those conditions in subcontinent are going to be crucial as well. And, and then think, I mean, Lee Casbrook isn't even in the squad at the moment, and how good is she? So, you know, there's opportunities for those domestic players as well in our Super Smash competition to push opportunities. So um, Rosemary Mayer was fantastic for CD. So I think the yes. more that we get competition in that team as well, then, you know, there's more pressure on spots, which is where we want to get to with a white first team. Yeah, Rosemary took six wickets, didn't she? Including four yeah. and four balls. Are you a four and four balls four person or this, double, <laughs> dub, or this double hat-trick nonsense? Oh, I'm not sure. Four and four balls. I was confused. I thought, did she get six wickets? But yeah, yes. no, I, do, I do know a few laws of the game. But um, yeah, it is bizarre. I don't know who came up with that, but... Uh, anyway. Anyway, we'll move on. Hey, before actually we move on to the one-day series, Sophie Devine, I only covered the last game, the one she didn't play, so I haven't really been able to figure out, why is she batting in the middle order when she's been so dominant a figure um, batting either one or two in a T20 career? Do you, do you like the move down the order? Um, I mean, my preference is for her to bat at the top. Um, I just think that it sets the tone for the, for the team. Yeah. Um, and I think the partnership that she's had with Susie Bates throughout that period has been great. But I guess when you take, when, you know, you take out some experience in the squad, then you, you sort of need to lengthen your batting order. I don't know the reasons. I just wonder maybe they feel like, um, the selectors feel like she can score at a higher rate through the middle. Um, and then I guess if the, top, if the top three can set the game up like they did against, um, Pakistan in that first one-day international game, then then that's what they can do. But I love seeing Sophie face. I love the the mentality of we're coming to get you. Um, so I'm not sure what the plan is moving forward. But um, yeah, for me personally, I like that. But I understand the reasons, you know, around trying to lengthen the batting order and and her strike rate through the middle. I mean, she can hit well, the six top over order the put... boundary first ball. Who can do that, mate? Who can do that? It's ridiculous. No, I know. And you've been at the ground, mate. When it leaves her bat, it makes just a different sound. Like, uh, for those yeah. who haven't gone to a game, like, go. Like, you'll notice it straight away when she gets one out of the fat and it comes flying at you uh, at a rate of knots. Um, the the one-day series, really important. I don't think we can stress this enough, considering where New Zealand are on the, uh, the ICC um, Women's Championship sort of you know, holding on to that sixth position, which is so important, isn't it? Top five sides plus the host India directly qualify. You don't want to go through the qualification tournament. So they needed a performance first up against Pakistan, who were directly above them. And boy, did you see that coming, though, that from the top order? That was mightily impressive. It was sort of constructed the perfect one-day innings, didn't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen them bet any better like that probably for the last six years or so. Um just the way, I guess, the dominance of all the batters to, to perform and even Mealy's innings where she just added impetus throughout that middle period and, and allowed Sophie to do what she did and, and the opening partnership. How about two 100-run opening partnerships in one game just showed, 
I guess, the quality of both teams' batters, but also um, the fact that the wicket was so good as well. But, yeah, I, that, was a t- that was a massive tick. And, and I guess more for the confidence to say that the team can do that, that the, the game plan mm. is right when people do what they need to do. Um, and obviously the challenge is backing that up again against Pakistan in the second game. But it's just showing that, you know, when, when our top five or six really step up with the bat and take responsibility that we, we can post really big scores. Because Sophie can score 100 off 50 delivery. She's that good. And that you allow her to play her natural game. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was more about the confidence and belief that they can do what they need to do, irrespective of, of I guess, who the opposition is. It's that mentality to go out there and do what they've done. Uh, she won't get all the headlines, but was the innings, the career-best knock from Bernadine Vizodenhout, the most important knock of that day, if you look longer term for the team? Yeah, I think she's important in terms of the balance of the squad to be able to have her at the top. Um, you know, Bernadine's brain goes a million miles an hour, which is rich coming from me, <laughs> but she, um, you know, she, she quite often will get ahead of herself in the way that she plays, um, and that... For me, the I guess the belief that she, the work she's done leading into the series, and she's had her health issues and been in and out of the squad a wee bit to go. That I know what I need to do. I can keep calm throughout innings, and I can just bat. And that the skill set is there, and and that's what I loved about um, Bernadine's innings. Is she just she has the skill, and she's now allowing herself to to express it in a controlled fashion. Um, and yeah, I just she'll just be flying from here, just because I know that. She's a confidence player, and that she can just continue to to build on that and, and trust the game. Then, then to have, I guess, we're desperate to have an opening combination that we know we can have in place for the next two years leading into the 2025 um, ODI World Cup in India. So yeah, she was she was so good. Yeah, and, and then you set it up, and you can have Sophie finishing it off. Um, as yeah. as we saw, it was a truly extraordinary hitting display but you've seen it a lot over the years and then that's the fourth instance in one, women's one day international cricket when she sits six sixes or more she of course holds the world record for nine in an innings it's kind of uh, do you know what i felt really sorry for amima sahail coming in after the, <laughs> the captain goes off and she, she got through those four balls okay and i was saying in the commentary uh, you know fox don't bowl her again she's going to get smoked <laughs> down when next over she's going to get lined up and I, oh gee i felt for her <laughs> yeah, so here's the ball, youngster. Good luck. We'll see you in, at, uh, at lunchtime. <laughs> but it, you would have seen um, Susie, uh, Sophie, how she just is, she gets so grumpy when she doesn't middle the ball. And it's like gone 20 metres over the boundary and everyone else is sort of going, oh, how cool, this is great. And she's going, oh, I could have had it better. And even um, Mealy Kerr was saying that, and then Sophie's like, well, you just got to put it there and it goes. And she's like, I can't do that. You're the only one in world cricket that can really do that. So, um, yeah, she just, she's just an incredible talent. And, and watching her live is just, you just shake your head thinking, how, can she, how is she capable of doing that? Um, so I'd hate to see her actually hit one really clean, you know, out, <laughs> it'll go out of the park if she actually gets out of the middle of the bat and she has a smile on her face. <laughs> oh, God forbid we, you'd get both. Um, you know, one out of the middle and a smile. Uh, that, that wouldn't be the way. Susie Bates, here she comes, Meg Lanning. Just two behind her for the most one-day international hundreds in the women's game. Now up to 13, it was just a, such a measured knock, wasn't it? She was like coasting through in second gear, shows her quality. Is she the type of individual who's driven by individual records? Not, definitely not. Um, yeah, she's she's someone that is driven by the team winning. She wants to win. She hates losing. Um, 
and she was hurting after that T20 series. Um, and so she's she's just played so much T20 cricket that you get no opportunity to work on her skill and, and go back and get rid of those sort of bad habits that yeah. you develop in your game. Um, and so for her, you, you're spot on. Like, she didn't take many risks. She just batted away and... You know, she scored 100, and it was like in the blink of an eye, and that's, that innings just sort of reminds me of her career throughout where she just plays all around the ground. She's confident in her offside game, and, and then she brings out those invention shots as well. And I guess it was so much key around that her and Bernadine's partnership to be able to allow Sophie to do what she had done. And they were, if they hadn't have done that, Sophie wouldn't have been able to do that either. So um, I just think that she was clear on her role. She was clear on what she needed to do. Um, I'm sure she'll be a little clear on her running between the wickets, but I'm allowed to say that to her, seeing as we had so much disaster with that <laughs> throughout our career. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I, I think that she's just she's got a good feel about her game now um, and just that she's just trusting what she needs to do, and, and that's what happens when you're one of the best players in the world. And Meg Lanning's obviously retired, which is um, which is sad for, for world cricket, but and it gives Susie the opportunity to, to really kick on and, and hopefully finish her career however she wants to or whatever... I guess no one has a choice in this these days, but um, yeah, finish up yeah. on top and um, where she is on so many charts anyway. Now, I'm interested to see the response from Pakistan today. No, Diana Baig, uh, she's out. Nita Darosh is out. Um, so the big losses. Mm. And, you know, they, they looked a little bit broken <laughs> towards the latter part of that mm. bowling effort. So um, uh, they need quite a response. But from a New Zealand perspective, I'll get you out on this, Katie. Where, where do they need to improve today, if you can, on that big win in game one? I think the, the bowling unit is around how, how the seamers can be a lot closer to the stumps. You, you just know against the subcontinent team that any width will go. They can just throw their hands through it. Um, and I think if they can tidy that up, then it will build a bit of presence and pressure in the field. Um, so for me, that that is key. And, and obviously the tough conditions around catches and things like that. But for me, if the bowlers can get a little bit tighter in how they how they play um, on it, on what I'm assuming as usual at Hagley at this time of the year is probably going to have a little bit in it um, and probably somewhat green um, or that green brown tinge. So there'll be enough in it for the bowlers if they can put the ball in the right spot and just build some pressure. And, and for me, that's the main area is just how they can get tighter with their bowling. Katie Martin, a real treat to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Enjoy the call today. And, uh, you know, thank you for every inch of your time. No worries. Anytime. You enjoy the day too.